Welcome to True and Unpolished. Through this podcast, our intention is to uplift, amuse, and inspire you to create more of a life you'll love. Let's get authentic, everybody. Well, hey. Hey, y'all. Hey, everybody. (laughs) So, um, Mayor, I got a tattoo. Did. (laughs) I did. Tell me. That is so exciting. I was kind of jealous and mad because you were supposed to come be on a plane <laughs> to come see me, but I'm really happy for you. Oh, thank you. I know it did not. I truly did not. It, I mean, I knew that I was to have been there and it just didn't occur to me when I sent that to you, when I sent you the picture or sent you the text, it's because I really wanted you to be a part of it. And then right. when you responded, I was like, oh, yeah, like I'm texting her that I'm doing this fun tattoo thing and I'm supposed to be with yeah. her. So I'm sorry. Thank you. Okay. Appreciate it. <laughs> no, hey, I'm yeah. really happy for you that you were able to do that. And so I, I, I didn't know that you were going to do that, of course, until you sent me the picture. So what sort of triggered that? What was your reason for doing that? Well, okay. on that day when you were supposed to <laughs> see me. Well, on that day, what what transpired is my husband took our boys away to be with his dad and his brother and his brother's son. So they were doing this like dude thing um, because mm-hmm. I was to have been away I like planned to be in South Carolina at the same time uh and 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 I didn't for several reasons but one of which was that some stuff went down with my son medically that I just I couldn't leave him but so they had pulled out and I thought to myself what do I want to do today <laughs> because <laughs> the whole house of myself and it was going to be for two days I was going to just be yeah. me And so I felt more like the younger version of myself. Um, Mm. And and then I was a fun version. Yeah, she's fun. Um, So I um, another friend. Hello, friend. I'm sure you're listening. um, Was texted me and said, you know, no pressure, but I know you're by yourself. So if you want to get together, what should we do? You know, and I said, I know what we're going to do. We're going to go get tattoos because <laughs> she had wanted one and um, hers had symbolism and meaning for her. And I had always said, I have always said, because I got one when I was 18 and I'm sorry, Mary, because you've heard this story a million times. But when I was 18, this is when you used to have to cross state lines because it was illegal in South Carolina to get a tattoo. Remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. I had to go to Georgia, like the state line. And um, when I was 18 and I was going because I was going to get the Japanese symbol for courage. And then I got there and they had all the wall on the wall, like all these things you could get. And I saw the smiley face sunshine and I was like, oh, that looks cute. And so I got a smiley face face sunshine. (laughs) That's correct. So I had tried to be deep and profound and have symbolism in my tattoo the first time but this time I really nailed it I did not change my mind when I saw the smurfs on their wall um 
and so I my husband has talked well about I think that. I think that is like you know that's how our ego works yeah you know our ego confuses us you know yeah. don't get this timeless you know tattoo of a symbol of courage yes but more like let's go with this spontaneous smiley face sunshine (laughs) because that will be something that you'll never regret that's right (laughs) and that will be so cute when other people see it you know (laughs) my husband has been talking for a long time about getting a tattoo which he hasn't and so every once in a while he'll say oh I'm gonna get that as a tattoo and then I'll say oh I'm gonna get that as a tattoo and I have always said I will never ever get another tattoo because I almost passed out the first time I mean literally almost passed out from pain because I was I was like out of my mind in pain because it was on a bone so it was a long story to go to another state to get it so yeah well okay so what did you get that's That's what I'm trying to tell you that's the question of the day (laughs) that's the question so I'm trying to give my husband credit because the last one he said was Oh, a lotus, because we did um, uh, with a friend artist here who does like um, create alongs and painting. Oh, is that um, Stacy Ann? We're going to have her on. Oh, uh, um, yeah. Stacy Ann. Yes, that is Stacy Ann. And she's going to be coming on because she's going, uh, she's starting a new podcast. And so we were doing a lotus. Um, you know, it's no mud, no lotus flower painting. And we were doing mm-hmm. that together, he and I. And he said, Lotus would be so cool. And as soon as he said it, I was like, that is the perfect one. That is the perfect tattoo. Like if I were going to get one, I'd get that. And yeah. this year has been pretty mucky. It's been a year of a lot of mud. And right. I, so I decided that I wanted to get this Lotus to as a declaration, as an intention that at the end of this year, at the end of this muck, mm-hmm. what is going to happen is this flowering of the lotus. So, and it's tied in to my new year burning bowl that I do where I release something. And what I wanted to release was the next protective layer around me. And I didn't name what it was. Yikes. Yeah. That was a real <laughs> I know. tricky I know. decision. I feel like this coming year, I'm going to do a real softball one. Like, I'm going to be like, yeah, <laughs> you think you are. And then what happens? Yeah, yeah. I know oh. because we were, I, we were talking about this because I chose the word open and I feel, and I don't, I don't know how many people out there right now feel this way, but what you're describing sounds very similar, but how vulnerable and painful that feeling of openness can be. I mean, obviously we know that vulnerability is a strength and a gift from Brene Brown's work. And, you know, it is key to having healthy life and relationships and all that stuff, but it is risky and painful. And so I think just kind of have like knowing that and then living it is very difficult yeah and you know and that's it's so interesting you're saying that because this year like if you had if you had asked me if I was a vulnerable person um 
in January, I would have said to you, yes, I'm very vulnerable. You know, I share myself and I, you know, I give a Sunday talk and um, people that hear my Sunday talks know that it is very unscripted and who knows what I'm going to do or say. Um, so I had thought that I was vulnerable and what I have learned because, you know, my husband and I are doing this couples counseling, um, mm -hmm. on the Gottman method. If I haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. So, um, yeah, I really and truly would have said that I was vulnerable and what I've learned is that I'm not, I'm, I'm really not, I'm very comfortable, um, and, and in relationships and interactions, if there's a role, you know, so in yeah. my role as, you know, a spiritual leader in my role as a daughter in my, you know, if I have a role in my role as a mom, I can yeah. do it. And if you strip away the roles, that sounds strange, but if you take away those, those roles, then right. um, it's me. Well, what about mask? If you take off your mask? I mean, like a character mask. Yeah. Not, uh, yeah. You know, but I think roles mask. is, I think saying role is a good thing because if you look at like Eckhart Tolle's um, books, Michael Singer, you know, and Michael Singer does it perfectly. And I did this with, oh, I did this with my son. Okay. Um, he um, said to me, and this is totally Michael Singer's thing, but I ripped it off. Mm -hmm. um, and he said, I, I said, so who are you? Cause we were, had, yeah. we were having a discussion and he said his name and I spelled the letters and I said, so that's who you are, that collection of letters, that's yes. who you are. And he started to laugh and he was like, no, um, you oh, know, whatever. Cool. He said, I'm, you know, a boy, I am uh, 10 years old. A football star. He is a football star, but he said, you know, I'm 10 years old. And I said, okay, but do you remember being nine? And he said, yes. I said, so were you, you, when you were nine, is it the same you when you're 10? And he's like, yeah. I said, so you can't be your age, you know? So again, it's mm -hmm. just recognizing that the way that, you know, what, as soon as we give a label to something, you know, as soon as we label it, we take away the mystery and don't experience the thing you know, yeah. how we don't experience ourselves, because as soon as we name it, it's, you you don't experience it. And the mind goes, oh, there it is. I can categorize that, file it under this, da, da, da. Is that the same? Is that also true if we pick a side? Um, explain. If we pick a side, so this is the right way and this is the wrong way. Mm -hmm. wouldn't, wouldn't that kind of put us in the same place? Yeah. Well, yes, because because what I've noticed um, lately, I, I talked a little bit about this last time, but one of the things that I've noticed about myself, you know, related to this practice of vulnerability or being open is that I'm highly sensitive. I've always been highly sensitive mm -hmm. and um, I didn't always have skills to manage that, to manage my thoughts. When I was younger, I didn't have skills. And so yeah. my emotions were all over the place. Now I do, I do have skills. I mean, I teach the skills and I practice what I teach. So I, I think now it's a little bit different because I, I do have the skills 
but I'm also at the same time as the layers are kind of coming off. Right. That I am more vulnerable. And that means when painful things happen, when I experience painful thoughts Mm -hmm. or experience painful events, somehow I'm affected. I don't know if it's more, more intense, but sometimes it feels like it's just as intense as it always was, if not more. Yeah. And I, I think it's, I think it is more intense because you are experiencing it as a, you know, as a more, more vulnerable version of yourself, because that's what you're doing. You're peeling off the layers. Mm -hmm. So you're at a new layer. So, you know, pain's never touched that one, but that's also as the layers come off, you get more joy too. You know, I mean, that's the way. And that's what I realized about my tattoo, because as I was getting it, it was absolutely painful, but I didn't suffer. And I've, I've always, you know, heard this said by many spiritual teachers. Um, and it's definitely a, a Buddhist saying, but that, you know, pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. And I really experienced that with the tattoo because yes, it was painful. It was very painful, painful, but I did not suffer because I chose it. I was choosing the pain. And so I realized, oh, so it's about when the pain comes, it's about saying, I chose this, you know, and accepting that you chose it. And it's temporary because the tattoo is going to, you know, he's going to be at the end of doing the needle in my arm and so it's temporary and I you know it's mine it's my choice right well see I love what Gary Zukoff teaches about just life and souls in general and basically you know my abbreviated version is that we are all in earth school that's what he calls it we come to life to learn lessons And that we actually, you know, and this may be far-fetched for some people, but for me, it gives so much, it it resonates a lot and it gives so much comfort in that choice. But basically we choose to come here and live out our lives so that we can learn to be more of who, who we are, grow into the the fullness of our souls Mm -hmm. and so earth all of earth is like a classroom we where we learn and grow and so if we approach life in that way and and when I do approach life in that way that I choose to be here I chose to be here yes yes somehow that is less painful Yeah. Yeah. And I'll have to say, I have always bristled at that part of Gary Zukav's teaching. The version that really resonates within me is that we come to experience, like we are one with God. We are one, that energy, that power that is God. And we come so that we experience ourselves. And so it's like God expanding by being here. Um, and so each one of us is the divine experiencing the divine. Um, and, and again, we still choose it, you know, we still choose it, but we chose it because we know that we, nothing can really hurt us 
because we are mm-hmm. one with God. You know, it's so um, the Course of Miracles talks a lot about this. It's like, you know, we are, you know, only love is real. So anything else isn't real. It's an illusion. So we can't, we really are invulnerable. So us trying and attempting to be invulnerable, the truth of who we are is invulnerable. It's the, it's the, the layers of personality that we added to ourselves um, very early on and began doing, you know, the first time we labeled something, the first time, you know, Eckhart Tolle says the first time a child is given a toy and they say my toy they then believe that their identity is with this toy. And that's why when you take it away, they scream like you've cut their arm off because they're beginning to identify with objects and things and, you know, and people. But, you know, when a ba- if you look at a baby, they are, they're a good example of, not, of pain, but not suffering, you know, because right. they'll scream and then be totally fine. You know what I mean? They're just experiencing, they look around, they're just in awe and wonder because they haven't learned to label everything. And it's that labeling process that makes life painful and dead. What I have been doing for so long, um, and I didn't really realize it, was even through my spiritual journey and like through being on a um, conscious spiritual journey, choosing it to be on a spiritual journey. I, in essence, was trying to transcend being human. That's what I was trying to do. I didn't realize that that's what I was doing. And I like transcend the human experience. And I have recently understood that, no, you chose the human experience. You are meant to be human. And so that, again, is another way to say, no, I chose this. And it takes away the suffering part. You know, so there are pain, there is pain and pain happens. But if we, if we recognize in that moment fully that we chose it, the suffering falls away. And that is, that's so powerful because the more we do that, the more joyful we are. And the more we become who we are, um, Mm -hmm. which is really in essence, what we're doing, um, getting rid of all these layers and roles and labels we ex- do experience magic and joy and, you know, yeah. and I also said the intention this year of magic, like, you know, yeah. that was going to be your word. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I wanted to, but in order to see that you also have to peel away something that you thought was your identity. You know what I mean? You have yeah. to become aware of it. And so just like the child, when you take the toy, it feels like it's hurting us because it's, mm-hmm. we've identified with it, my toy. So it's now I've identified with it. Um, so we've identified with these layers and these protective mechanisms and these, so it is painful. So, um, so one of the things that we haven't talked about that we're going to talk about is brain spotting. And that's something that you have been doing. Um, And I've done EMDR and I've seen it in my practice. I've seen other therapists do it. Then I've I've done it for my own healing. But what's your experience with that, Ben, as far as what we're talking about? Because because what, what I 
understand and believe is that, you know, healing those parts of our, ourself, and in this case, our brain, so that, um, so that some of the unconscious thoughts and behaviors are easier to resolve. Yeah. Um, that, that would be the reason to, to look into that sort of thing. So the reason why I, um, started it, um, was that, um, well, I went to, um, therapy, I'm, I'm getting therapy all over the place, but, um, which I just feel like right now is the time to do that. And honestly, I feel like everybody on the planet needs to be in therapy right now, but, uh, that I won't prescribe for anybody else. I'll just say that I I'm doing it, but I was getting these nudges very early on in the year that, that maybe there was something that I hadn't let myself know about my childhood. And I just was, so I went to therapy to say, I don't know what this means, basically. Yeah. And the therapist who is a very gifted therapist um, suggested to me brain spotting because they had mm-hmm. somebody in their practice that does brain spotting. So before that, you know, I had somebody, I, I think had tried to tell me, yo, do brain spotting. And so I like went in for a session and nothing happened, but I was, I also was not in the space. I don't, you know, it just didn't work out, but, um, and it sounds, it's really difficult to talk about and describe. Can I give it a shot? Yeah. I did some research because I've, because I've talked to you about it several times and agreed it was hard for me to comprehend, but it's a, it's a form of treatment that goes along with traditional therapies. And it was developed by David Grand in 2003. And what he discovered is that where you look affects how you feel. It's the brain activity, especially in the subcortical brain that organizes around itself around eye position and this is true for EMDR eye movement Mm -hmm. desensitization and reprocessing is another form of of treatment that can be helpful in resolving trauma and and in that form of treatment what what a very simplistic explanation is is that where um where the memories are stored, the trauma memories are stored. There's, there's a a practice of, of helping with eye movement, desensitization and reprocessing that helps people, um, to basically just, it's almost like a disconnect happens. The memory isn't resolved. It isn't, you don't forget the memory, but the, the disconnect is between the memory and the pain, Um, and, and so the, that you're able to kind of disconnect from the PTSD symptoms that Mm -hmm. trauma can trigger. Right. Right. And so I was getting, I could tell too, that I was getting triggered. I mean, I've, I've learned so much through this process, but, um, you know, my, uh, my layman's way to explain it is that in the way it was explained to me is that trauma is stored in this one part of the brain and um, your body keeps the score uh, and that's a book. And 
it literally is in there. And mm-hmm. what happens through brain spotting is you find a spot, you focus on an issue and you will find the spot where you're, what they call it is where you're activated, where you feel something strongly. Sometimes it's an emotion. Sometimes it's a body movement. Just follow it, whatever your body says. If your body says, lay down, lay down, you know? And so I'm such, <laughs> I'm such an open, like willing, like jump into it kind of gal. I was like, okay, great. Sounds good. Let's do it. And um, we started and I really didn't know what I was getting into. I really didn't. And it's good that I didn't because if I did, I wouldn't have done it. (laughs) But um, that probably sounded funny, but um, I'm very glad that I'm doing it now because now that I'm understanding what's happening, um, but I do feel a release and you know what so far brain spotting has been for me is a lot of body movement, but I've also had, you know, crying. I've had, you know, it would, I would, I would look crazy. I've thought about saying y'all record this to the therapist so I can watch it later, but I don't want to do that because I will, I know that I'll become self-conscious because it's, it probably looks very, very, you know, scary. So let me explain something real quick um, this is how it works therapist and client work together and um, they work together to find the brain spot or eye position that corresponds with a specific emotional response or incident once on that target the therapist and client allow the client's brain to make the connections needed to continue processing this event so it works differently with different clients and because you're more open you know you have been able to move into it yes um easier than than a lot of people would and so I think that you know if you're listening be you know be aware that it it probably isn't I mean probably isn't going to just happen the way that Lee is describing (laughs) but um and I, I mean I think that is completely understandable because what your brain does when you experience a trauma is is protect itself and that's why we forget certain memories and you know that's why we have the PTSD symptoms Mm -hmm. like nightmares or dissociation or flashbacks I mean all of that is part of the brain's way of actually protecting ourselves yes and so so know that you you'll be ready when you're ready yeah and um to find somebody you trust to help you through it if that's what you need to do and I would say that's a huge part I'm glad you said that I think that the consciousness of the person um leading you through the brain spotting is very important very very important um as I said, I tried it once and it, there was nothing. Um, and that was with another person. Um, and I, I think it was where I was and where she was, and it just wasn't going to work, but, um, I was really ready. Remember my intention from the burning bowl was to get rid of the next layer. So right. that You're intent, like, there so is so ready. There it is, just happens automatically. There is such huge power and intention, you guys. Like, I'm just telling you, there is just, I, <laughs> these, and 
every year. We know this, Mayor, every year. Right. And be clear about what it is that you want. I mean, I yes. think that, yes. that's the that's what I was saying earlier and how sensitive I am. Mm-hmm. If I think of my painful thought, you know, like, I'm, you know, thoughts about rejection are a big piece of what gets me, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. sends me down the rabbit hole is, you know, feeling rejected or, or thinking that I'm being rejected Mm -hmm. is a big trigger for me. And so, um, so, so I have to be really careful and uh, pay attention to my thoughts before they even truly enter my experience you know mm-hmm. and so that's one of the reasons why meditation is so important and I've I've really been doing a lot lately to help and you know staying off social media and those kind of things like I yeah. mentioned before yeah and that's and what what you're describing is you become more spacious with meditation and so thoughts slow down and breath really if you can breath slows thoughts down just breathing and uh, I know that we've been talking for a long time, so we're going to wrap up, but I do want to give a parting gift to everybody uh, that was given to me. In any moment that you feel triggered, yawn, fake it, yawn, mm-hmm. and you will find that you, you come down. Right. So yawn, everybody yawn just remember you know that's so funny that is a good that is a good gift good tip and you know it's so funny because um you know it's rude to do that in certain situations right and everything so we've been taught not to do it and that actually is something that you know I've I've taught in my classes and stuff is you know this is actually an, an effective thing to do. Another one is, you know, how you, um, Lydia does this a lot, but when you, when you like shake your legs because you're anxious or you mm-hmm. might not even really be anxious, but it's kind of some people naturally just are always moving their body mm-hmm. and shaking their legs. And that is the same kind of thing. It's, it is often in our culture seen as rude, um, like you're being disrespectful or rude to do that. And, and so you have to be mindful of that, but also recognize that sometimes it can be really helpful to do these kind of things that our, our, our society has told us are not okay to do. Which is just so arbitrary. I was just having a conversation about this with um, two gals that are lovely and that um because my son is autistic I know <laughs> we gotta wrap up she keeps giving me the wrap-up sign y'all can't see her but she is giving me the wrap-up sign and she points her finger in the air and she twirls <laughs> it around and it's saying she's saying wrap it up and then she talked up, you Lydia. just talked you talked too okay all right I we're going to stop right here. I'm done talking. I'm just going to sit here and twirl my finger. Twirl your finger. Don't twirl your finger at me. All right, everybody. You have been listening for a long time to True and Unpolished, the podcast. Let's see what happens next. <laughs>